Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome, good evening. You are all with the Word Prayer Project, and I am your prayer partner, Pastor Steph. How are you? Oh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But I am so grateful to God that we are together once again. Oh, it's been a minute. Oh, I feel like it's been forever. But I give God thanks because we're here together. You're safe. I'm safe. God has kept us as he's always a keeper. And I want to remind you that when you come in the room, if you're in the room, let Pastor Steph know. Let me know that you're on. Please let me know that you're on so I can give you uh, hey, so our first check-in is our girl, Bev. Hey, Bev. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we got our girl, Teddy, in the house. Hey, Teddy. Thank you for joining us. So, you know, it's been a minute. There's so much that has happened between then and now. And, you know, I reached out for tonight was one of the rare nights that we've been praying I have reached out to literally 150 people. I mean, I just was tagging everybody in Facebook. I was sending out notifications to, you know, a lot of people in my prayer, I'm sorry, in my contact list. And please, if you have not already done so, please make sure you reach out to everybody tonight because this topic tonight affects every single individual. So we got our girl, Sister Joy, in the house. Hey, Sister Joy. Thanks for checking in. Before we go any further, we have always got to give a shout-out to our ladies who help hold it down. Our girl, Anika, in StreamYard. She helps us with our Facebook Live as well as YouTube Live. We got our girl, Shanti. On the ones and twos over at Blog Talk. So, you know, I always like to say, if it were not for these ladies, I just would not be before you. They definitely keep things going. Okay? So, make sure you tell somebody that we're on tonight because prayer individually is wonderful. You've got to maintain the prayer life. You gotta keep it going. You gotta make sure you're in communication with God at all 
times. I know that. You know that. However, corporate prayer, corporate prayer is, it is essential. It's essential to how we communicate with God on a united level. The Bible says one will chase 1,000, two can chase 10,000. If 30 of us got together, how many, how many of the minions have got to go running because they're not going to be able to stand our praise. They're not going to be able to stand our shout. They're not going to be able to stand when we say, God, Lord, Jesus, the Redeemer, oh, it's not going to work for them. It's going to send them fleeing. So, again, I implore you to please just go and tell two people. Two, you got to know two people that need prayer. You got to know two people that believe in the power of prayer, but they just don't know we're on. Okay, it's on you tonight. Again, I say hello, good evening, welcome to everyone. If you're in the room and you have not let me know that you're with me, please just give me a quick shout so I can say, hey, oh, we got to check in from our friend, Michelle Martinez. Greetings to you. Thank you so much. Brand new name, so I'm excited. Please make sure you let me know, um, our sister Michelle how did you find out? Just call out the name. Just call out the name. Or maybe you were just passing through. I'll take it. We're holding hands and we're holding hearts tonight. And we want to make sure that we're all in corporate um, uh, prayer tonight. We got to check in from our girl, Vivian. Hey, Vivian. How are you? Thanks for checking in. Now, Vivian. As well as our girl, Michelle, Minister Michelle. Hey, Minister Michelle. Minister Michelle and Vivian can be heard on Wednesday morning on its due time with Pastor Steph. And they are on from about 7.15. Vivian gives the socially conscious segment. And Minister Michelle is on from around 7.30-ish, Okay. Oh, you're loading up the room tonight. You're loading up the room tonight. Okay, Michelle, I remember you. Now, for those of you who joined us a few weeks ago, we were in, we were on City Island praying with a family. And our girl, Michelle, was with us then, and we were praying with her, and she joined us tonight. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hey, to our girl, Yvette, Yvette. I love to know that you're on. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Blessings to all of you. Tonight is a very, very important night. We're going to make sure that we go before the Lord on a united level. So please, you need to go and grab all your people, all your people, especially those of us with school-age children, school-age nieces and nephews, school-age grandchildren, school-age neighbors, school-age children in the church, school-age cousins, and, and, and just other people that you know, we are, we need to be together definitely tonight, if no other night tonight, before we uh, go into our corporate prayer, and while you're 
uh, letting everybody know that we're on. I'm going to go over the topics that we've prayed for in the past. So this way, if there's something that's going on in your heart, in your life, in your mind right now, if there's somebody you know who's going through something that I mentioned in this list, all you got to do is go into uh, the Word Prayer Project on your search engine and type in that title, and it'll come up for you, all right? We started off our prayer with impactful prayer for him. We prayed for all of our men. It didn't matter who or what they were to us. We then prayed for the fathers, then our children. The fourth week, it was open. We then prayed for our moms, then our husbands, then our siblings. Then we prayed for mental illness and depression. We then prayed for self-care and treatment. Following week was family. Then we prayed for the sick. Then service workers, not essential workers, service workers. When you go get your nails done, when you go get your hair done, for your obstetrician, for your pediatrician, for your mechanic, for your plumber. Those are the people we were praying for that night. We prayed then for toxic habits, people, places, and behavior. We then prayed for someone who doesn't know Jesus. Ooh, I love that one. Our 15th week, we prayed for fire victims, then followed by crime victims. Then we prayed for friends. Then it was a week of Thanksgiving. We then prayed for kindness, then discipline. We prayed after that for patience. We prayed for strength. We prayed for rest. Then we prayed for emotional hurt and pain. We then prayed in our 25th week for trust. We then prayed for compassion, then resentment. Now, the 28th week, we prayed for schools, teachers, and students, and our parents. And let me tell you what happened. We prayed that Sunday, and then that Tuesday, we had the Uvalde shooting. And I went before the Lord, and I said, Lord, you had us pray on Sunday. And the Lord said, I didn't stop it, but because you and the others prayed over this situation, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So listen, we need to stay in prayer for these things. On the 29th week, we pray for honesty, then thoughtfulness. Then we came back to someone who doesn't know Jesus and a deeper relationship with the Lord. We then pray for those who choose to live the hard way. We then pray for selfishness, then love, then healing. Then we pray for consistency. Our 37th week, we pray for our decision-making. Then we pray for relationships, then sins we struggle with, then spiritual growth, anger, gratitude, lovers of themselves. We then prayed in our 44th week for self-control. We then prayed prayers for God's blessings throughout 2022 into 2023. We then prayed for mental stability. We then prayed for gentleness. The 48th week, it was open. 49, we prayed for distractions in our life. 50th week, holding on and holding out for God. Then trusting God through the hard times. We then prayed for spiritual strength. Then giving up our best to the master. And then being useful to God. And the next week, we prayed out in City Island. So we have really been busy when it comes to praying. And yes, again, you know, we are coming together on a united level because we need to send the enemy and his minions into flight. Thank you, Minister Michelle. 
Jesus. We are praying in agreement with you. Amen. Now, listen, we're praying tonight about our school policies, our school policies. We're going to pray for those who are in control and in power and who makes the decisions for our children, because I don't know if you realize it or not, but we have lost decision-making before they start doing things. When we wake up in the morning, they have already implemented and instituted some things to take place in these schools that affect our children, affect our lives, affect our family, and ultimately affect our world. And we can no longer sit back and say nothing. We can no longer sit back and not address. How can you make decisions for our children? Our grandchildren, our family members, our loved ones, our friends. You know, you're not making these decisions, and none of these decisions affect their children. Not one of them. This week, the most discouraging, disgusting thing they did, they added six more schools here in New York where they are uh, housing the asylum seekers, the migrants, that we've been hearing about all over the place, they opened up more schools, one as many as 300 individuals. They are all male, if you remember. The families are being housed at hotels. The men, they're the ones who they have been putting up the tents and all of those things. Well, they now have put 300 individuals this week that we just, just passed, 300 individuals in a school in Staten Island. Now, here's the thing. The school, they're not in the schools while the schools are closed. They're in the schools while the schools are open. So our children are in school from about, what, 7.30 if they're eating breakfast to, what, 5.30, 6 o'clock for after-school program. They're in our schools. Can we trust people we don't know? Well, here's the reality. We can't trust people that we do know. So how in the world are we going to trust a bunch of people who have not, have not been evaluated for mental health? They have not been evaluated for their physical health. How do we know that they're not bringing over any germs, diseases, or anything? They have not been vetted for any criminalistic behavior. If they're sexual predators, nothing. You have just surrounded our children. With a bunch of strangers. Now, here we are being selective and protective over our children. We don't leave them with Uncle Joe. We don't leave them with Cousin Sam. We don't leave them with Bubba or Pee Wee. But yet, you now, I sent my child to school, and yet you surround them with a bunch of people that I don't know. Because let me tell you something. They're a male population. We've been we've been doing... Uh, um, all kinds of um, stories on the broadcast that it ain't got to do with the men. The women can't be trusted. So we know if the women can't be trusted, the men cannot be trusted because the sexual predator list, predator list is much longer on the male side than it is on the female side. So not only are our children not safe, but neither are our teachers. If these men are thieves, 
if they're any level of criminalistic, if they have criminalistic behavior. Our teachers, men and women, are not protected either. So we have got to really come together tonight, join hands and join hearts. If you have a particular uh, prayer regarding the school system, please put it in the chat room. And we'll definitely read it and we'll include it in our, our list of prayer. We have a few prayer requests. You know, the list is not that long because, it, listen, the prayer will be out there. The prayer is going to be out there. But again, if you've just joined us tonight, we are praying for our school policies. Absolutely. Our girl Anika says, too many unknown variables. Safety is compromised. Absolutely. Like I said, we can't even, we have to keep our eyes open for families. How many people have been sexually abused by family members? Because our parents or our, our, our aunts and uncles or cousins, whoever, they just trusted these people. They never knew that they would. I, I, there's a, 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 we had, a, a, what, a couple of months ago, our minister, Billy, on, who said that there was a family member who had worked his way through the family, through various children in the family. Now, this, these are people that you know. So this is why it's so alarming. Because let me explain something to you. The mayor has approved this. According to the quote in the newspaper, he said, listen, pretty much we ran out of options. We'll do what we have to do. Predators are not, those, I'm sorry, those asylum seekers, those migrants are not in his kids' school. They ain't in his grandkids' school. They ain't nowhere near his people. But our children can be put on the front line. No, 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 no. Listen to me. There are many ways we can attack this, not just with uh, petitioning, not just with uh, protesting. We have to address this from the front line of our home. What are we teaching our children? There are some people who have not taught their children just standard um, safety protocol. They would go up to a stranger. They'll take things from people they don't know. And this could be very dangerous because if they ever cross the line and have access to a child who has not been armed with safety measures, then that's a child who possibly can become a victim. Are we taking our children to church? Because we need to understand that our children need to understand that God is there. Because they may need to call on God in a, in a moment's notice. Now, if we have not bothered to introduce our children to Christ, then what happens when they need to call on him? When that one voice, that one voice could make the difference. How much of a difference could that make? What happens when it's your child and you have decided that church ain't necessary? When you have decided you don't need the Lord, when you've decided that your work schedule 
or the fact that you've been working so you're too tired to go to church, to take your children to church. Now, here is your children need to be protected when you cannot protect them. Because once they leave the house and we drop them off at school, once they have to go across the street by themselves, we can't protect them. As long as they are out of our visibility, there is nothing we can do for our children physically. So now, what are you doing with your children to arm them for when you are not able to protect them? Now, we're not going to say that God is not going to protect them if if they don't call on him. However, what's the difference between us praying and us not praying? It doesn't say that God is not going to protect us. But that communication between us and God, allow God allow God to hear that we need him. He wants to know emphatically that we know that we need him and he's on the job. He wants to know emphatically that we know that we need him. We're not too shy. We're not too afraid to call on him to get the job done. Well, guess what? That's what we need to do to arm our children for when they leave our side. Now, you had no idea until it was in the newspaper that our children were being prepared to be surrounded by a bunch of strangers, 300 strangers at one time. Now, if that ain't a time when our children need to call on the Lord, there is no other time. Because at any given moment, they need to be able to call on God. So I need you to get on that phone right now. I need you to start texting right now. And I need you to get to somebody you know who has children. Now, whether it's a grand, a cousin, a niece, a nephew, a child, a neighbor, church, children, I don't care who the child is. If you don't have a child, you still need to be on here praying with us because these children are our children. They're not your kids. They're my kids, our kids, collectively. My children are adults. They range from the ages of 24 to 37. I ain't got no more babies in school, but I have a granddaughter there. I have cousins there. I have church children there. So I need you to get on, and I need you to put two kids in a string together. Whatever you need to do, reach out. So we can arm our people, God's people. I don't care whether they go to church or not. That's another reason why they need to be on here. Because what we introduce to them tonight can possibly take them into an ongoing prayer mode and and, and help them understand that they need Jesus. They need God. And if they hear us standing up right now, tonight, then maybe they would be influenced to stand up and maybe they would want to come to church. So check in with me if you are just joining us. Oh, we got our girl Jackie Love in the house. Hey, Jackie. Thank you so much for joining us. Giving God thanks for every one of you who have taken the time to log in tonight so that we can hold hands. That's my tagline, hold hands and hold hearts. 
and go before the Lord. You know, as Pastor Steph always does, I like to uh, give some scripture. And tonight, you know, I want to just read a few scriptures. Grandchildren are the crown of the elderly, and the glory of children is their parents. That's Proverbs 17, 6. Now, if you take that scripture in its context, then you know you're going to have to be on top of this thing here. Not just tonight, but tonight we're going to start a new process in our life. And that is we're going to go before the Lord on a regular basis for our children. We're going to go before the Lord on a regular basis regarding our school policies, regarding the people that make the decisions. No, no, no. I'm sorry. This this is unacceptable. Are you, and I've asked this question before, are you as outraged as I am? To know that our children are on the front line of this, I mean, this crazy, crazy decision making. How could you possibly believe that this is acceptable? How could you possibly believe that this is an answer to the fact that you are running out of space to house people from other countries? Listen, I'm not saying that we should not be assistance to other countries. But when you are taking them in, in droves, where you can no longer house them, you cannot help them effectively. Because here's what I, I, I also said this week. I said, let's say for argument's sake, they say, okay, you know what? During the time when the children are in school, they cannot be in the school. Okay. The children have to come in. The teachers come in from about 7 a.m. So they got to be going from, let's say, 6.30. And the children and the teachers are officially going about 7. So they come in at 7.30 and they sleep overnight. Where are you dumping these people who have no job, who have nothing to do? Where are you dumping them during those hours? How are you just, how are you inviting all of these people to come here and you ain't got nothing to do with them? How do I know you ain't got nothing to do with them? Because you ain't got nothing to do with the ones that were already here. How many people don't have jobs? How many people, now we have to pay for schooling or we don't go to school? But yet you can spend the tons of money it takes to house these people. I just got a phone call today. So I just was on the phone with someone today. And they said it takes $93,000 a day house. What kind of madness is this? Our children cannot get free health care, but you can spend $93,000 a day. Our children are coming out of college with massive loan debt, but you got $93,000 a day Absolutely, Dad. That's what we have been yelling. Take care of home first. Our veterans, our veterans, those who have fought the war for our country, they can't get the things that they need. They just recently started caring about their housing and, and, and giving them preferential treatment and putting them at the top of the line. 
Well, still you're not doing it enough for them because they ain't living for free. They have to take out home loans the same way we have to take out home loans. Why don't you let them live for free? They fought for our country. So this whole thing is twisted. It's convoluted. And there is no way we can sit back and let all of this happen and say nothing. Okay? Let me find another scripture. There was one that I saw that I really, really liked. Uh, can a woman forget her nursing child, fall to pity the child of her womb? Even these may forget, but I won't forget you. Look on my palms. I've inscribed you. Your walls are before me continually. That's Isaiah 49, 15, and 16. Listen to me. When we sit back and we allow things to go on and we do not do what we need to do, that's like us forgetting the children of our womb. Absolutely, absolutely, Jackie. It's crazy and very twisted. And we need to make sure we stay before the Lord together. I should not have to be a I should not be able to go over in my corner by myself. We need to come together so that we can go before the Lord together. Please put your prayer request in the chat. I'm about to read the prayer request um, in a couple of minutes. We have um, the scripture that says, After that, I will pour out my spirit upon everyone. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Joel 228. Well, here's the problem. Your sons and, and your daughters will prophesy. Not if they're dead. Not if they're dead. Ain't no prophecy going on. No prophesying going on when they're dead. Or when they have been subjected to such um, hard lifestyles that they are no longer sane. That they are just depressed. They need medication. Who's prophesying at that point? Because your old men will dream dreams. Well, has anyone listened to the news? Ain't no whole old people no more. They're no old people. We dying. Our young people are leaving this earth. There is a war on our children. What men, what men will dream dreams? They're not even living that long. Why? Because even if they are physically alive, they are so destroyed emotionally and mentally that they are no good to themselves. What dreaming? Let me tell you the dreaming that's going on right now. They are looking at the Internet. They're learning how to build bombs. They are doing research on what firearms they can go buy. They are keeping track of a whole bunch of games that just just becomes a, a distraction and destructive to their lives, these are the dreams that they're having. And if we want Bible, biblical words, biblical prophecy to have its way into our children's lives, then absolutely we must get involved. 
we cannot, we can't, we cannot sit by. Absolutely. I mean, you can't get, can't get rest to even dream. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are very destructive. Our children are destructive. And for those who are not destructive, the parents are the ones who are destroying them. They can't even get out, that, out the parents' way. They can't even get away from the parents. The parents are doing the damage. And when you go to school, do you realize that sometimes rest is only when some of these kids leave the house? So can you imagine a child leaving the house to get a peace of mind? And when they get to school, there's a whole nother situation that they have to face. Now, let me, let me help you understand something, people of God. The caption on that news report was six more schools. Six more schools. That means that this practice has already been in place. Where are the parents who have children in the schools that have already had the people placed in their school? Where was their voice? I would have been so loud. If they didn't hear from no other parents, they would have heard from Stephanie. I tell you that much. They would have heard from me. You have got to be able to reach out and give a helping hand. You have to receive a helping hand. And that's what we're here to do tonight. Shanti said, yes, so sad. They have to go to school for peace of mind. So unfair to them. Handling these kids' trauma before the day even starts. It's true. Handing them something before they can even go to school. You know, I remember saying, you know, we make our kids up, and we yelling at them, come on, get ready. Come on, we got to get out the house. Come on, you're taking too long. Hurry up and eat that breakfast. You know what you're doing to them? And I have to tell you, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Because there was a time when I did it. But, you know, isn't it good to grow in the Lord and God can show you some things? And now I can talk to my daughter about my granddaughter. I can talk to the people who come to the church about their children, about their grandchildren, about their nieces and nephews. You learn and you grow. Once you know better, then you'll do better. All right? So a lot of times, um, Jackie, there is no prayer in the home. So that's why we, I'm saying to all of you, let's let's get on our job tonight. You know, it's a, this is there's no better time than ever to start. No better time than ever to start this process of helping them teach one another how to pray. How we're going to help other people learn how to pray. For those who don't go to church, for those who go every once in a while, for those who you know, uh, don't think it's important. Tonight we're going to show them how important it is. All right? Uh, Dr. Tabby says, wanting to be elementary school dropout. It's true. It's true. Prayer changes things. All right, we have, we didn't get a chance to read our prayer request while we were out in City Island because we couldn't get the proper internet access out there. So for our past requests, we have um, prayer for humanity's 
turn around. Amen. We thank you for that prayer request. We have free space for my pastor who was sick at the time and had no strength. And we pray that there's been healing on that pastor's life and giving God thanks for whatever he's done in those lives regarding those prayer requests. Thank you so much for submitting those prayer requests. Thank you, Anika, for helping us. All right, if you got a prayer request, please make sure you put it in the chat. Praying for the leaders of the school, I pray that God gets rid of those who have ill intentions for the children in the city. I pray God out those who only care about money. I pray that godly people are put in their place. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that prayer request. Lord, we need you. Pray for security of school funding. Thanking God for the news that New York City schools have received a record amount of funding, and we pray that it is used wisely, Lord. Praying that funds continue to flow in from positive and safe organizations and methods so there is never a need to accept funds from people and partnerships that would do harm to our children in any way. Amen. Amen. Praying for the teachers and, more importantly, the parents. Praying that you, Lord, would increase their courage and attention to do what is necessary to end policies that are detrimental to our children. Amen. Praying for schools in general, Lord, that you put the right people in place to make a difference. Praying for the after-school programs, organizations, and activities, Lord. Praying that you clean house, Lord God. Praying our children. Praying for our children, God. Amen. Praying that you truly open the eyes of the powers that be so that they are able to see that things need work. These rules, these policies, these ideas aren't working, Lord. The children are getting worse, God, and the teachers and staff are worn out and giving up. God, we need you. Amen. Amen. Lord, I pray for our children in our homes, lives, and in the nation. I pray that all that are connected to them are placed in your perfect order to allow them to grow in peace, become knowledgeable in what you call them to be, and all administrators, principals, and elected leaders consider their actions which may harm them mentally or physically. Let all who are in charge of children and their safety and education think soberly on their decisions and not what's best for their bottom line. Let all truly love children the way their lips say they do in your will. Amen. Thank you for that prayer request. Lord, please cover our children. The enemy is using his voice of suggestion to attack these kids. Dear God, I want to ask for protection from these school policies. They want to say yes to everyone except you, God. Amen. Thank you for that prayer request. Praying for the people in charge of our school system, I pray that they think about the children's safety first before making any decisions that will harm them. Amen. Praying that the parents stand up for their children and pay more attention to what's going on in school. Amen. Dear God, please watch over our children and please keep them out of all hurt, harm, and danger. Amen. We're praying tonight for our school policies. If you have a prayer request, Please leave it in our chat room. After I finish reading the prayer request, I will we will go into prayer. I want to send prayers up for the teachers and staff. Their livelihoods are in jeopardy, 
if they disagree with these crazy policies. Dear God, please protect them as well. Let them stand up for you. Amen. Thank you for that prayer request. Praying for the safety of the teachers, praying that they do what they need to do to keep them safe as well as the children. Amen. Thank you for that prayer request. Praying for the students of all ages, asking God to infiltrate their hearts and minds so that they know how to be respectful and on guard, being observant of their surroundings and being an example for their parents. Amen. Praying for the parents, asking Jesus to show them why they should offer their children to him. Praying that they learn how to properly speak up for their children's rights and comfortability while attending school, living around the schools, hanging out around the schools, etc. Praying that the parents accept God into their lives so that they can properly lead their children to think and do what's right. Amen. Amen. Praying for the school faculty and staff, praying that their intentions, motives, desires, and plans are genuine. Every morning, they're going to do their jobs. Praying for their protection while they teach and protect our students. Praying for the relationship between the teachers and students, as well as the teachers and parents. Asking Jesus to bind and bond them together so that they can stand strong as a unit against the careless and reckless decisions that are trying to tear the schools down and apart. Amen. Thank you for that prayer request. Praying for all those who live in the community of each school. Praying that they care enough to make the proper noise so that the decision makers can see that everyone cares enough about the well-being of each student, parents, and their families. Thank you. Amen. Pray for the decision makers, asking Jesus to teach them about compassion, consideration, humility, and integrity. Asking that God reveals to them their true motives and intentions, that are behind the moves that they make, praying that their families are not affected by the backlash or consequences these people will have to face because of the reckless decisions that are making that they're making, asking God to sober their minds so that they can take care of the people God has allowed them to be in charge of. Amen. Thank you for those prayer requests. Pray for all parents and caregivers to pay more attention to their children's education and the school system. Let them work together with the teachers and not be asleep at this time to make sure all are doing their jobs. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your prayer request tonight. As we're about to go into prayer, please put your prayer request in the chat room. In the event that something comes across your mind or your heart, and I will read it um, afterwards. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come before you. We thank you for all that you have been to us. We thank you, God, for all that you've done for us, God. We thank you for what you're doing now, God, and we thank you for what you will do after today. Lord, we come to you tonight with very heavy hearts. Our children, again, are on the front line of disaster. Our children, again, are on the front line of danger. Our children, again, are on the front line of the decision-making that has nothing to do with them. 
Lord, they, they, they're putting a group of strangers, men or women, it doesn't matter. They are already battling the teachers and the breakdown that has happened in the teachers and the faculty. And now they're forced to face an uncertainty every day when they enter the school building, God. We've read, God, that there is asbestos. We've read that uh, there are other uh, situations and conditions in the school that are not healthy, that are not safe. But tonight, God, this is a moving problem. This isn't a problem that just stands still. This is a problem that all of our children, that put all of our children in danger, God. And Lord, we're lifting this up to you. God, we're not saying that everybody who's placed into this into this building, they're unsavory. They're um, people who are uh, pending danger to the faculty or the children. But God, the uncertainty of it all is what we're putting before you. Only you know how safe we are. But God, because you have revealed so very much to us, we understand that there's a, a, a high amount of danger, dear God, that our children are facing. And Lord, we're going to ask you to deal with all the asylum seekers and migrants, period. All of those who have been given the impression that they were going to come over here into the United States and things were going to be gravy. That all of their cares and needs would be met. Only for them to come here and possibly find conditions that are not much different than where they come from. And Lord, we're going to pray that they don't get discouraged, that they don't get angry, that they don't become disappointed, that they don't go into a level of depression, that nothing emotionally or, or physically or, or, or mentally would put them into a spiral of, of bad behavior, of bad decision making. Well, we decided to allow them to come here at the level and the number we, there was no proper plan, God. And Lord, we know that this is the 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 the, uh, the result of when we say no to your will, your way, and you. We don't want you. So here's what we get. We don't want you in the forefront. We want you when we need you. We want you when you're convenient, and it's convenient. Lord, we're going to pray for those who are now housed inside of our school buildings, God. God, I've watched you personally, along with others on this line tonight, others who will hear this prayer. I've watched you single-handedly turn things around, things that look like it just couldn't be done, but you Turn it around, God. You make the difference, God. When we put this all in your hands. So even, God, if we decided to protest, even if we decided to make to write petition, 
word to make phone calls. You still decide when, how, what, and why what's done. And when we decided to remove you from the school, it just opened up a world of danger, of demonic behavior, demonic beings, demonic mentality. Satan has a ball in school now that our children can't even learn. They're not there no longer to learn. How much learning is actually taking place? God, we're asking you, your people tonight, we're raising our voice to you, God. We're lifting our hands. We're lifting our hearts. We're lifting our spirits to you, God. Asking you, God, to turn this all around. Lord, we've read where they've allowed the satanic temple club to be in the school. But yet we can't even pray. We're told that there could be no mix of church and state. But yet the satanic temple can operate without even a parental knowledge or consent. And we rebuke this right now, God. That there would be a decision maker who would say, you know what? Since we've allowed anything else to show up in the school, for those who believe God, we need to open up those doors to them as well. That's all that has to be said. That's all that has to be done. We have our teachers in there, God, who are afraid to open up their mouths who can't openly speak because they said their jobs are being threatened. And we rebuke that right now, God. Tonight, dear Heavenly Father, we're lifting our children before you, that they are kept safe, that our, our, our decision for our children would be to hand them back to you because they belong to you first before they belong to us, God. They're yours. You just you have just lent them, loaned them to us. And we've shown what we can do when you give us such precious, precious beings. So Lord, we're just asking you to touch every home that has a child in it that they would, as of today, say, my child needs the Lord. I need the Lord. Because I understand that there is too much uncertainty when I decide to leave God out of our lives. We declare and decree that everyone on this line, everyone who will hear this prayer going forward, God, would say, if I sometimes go to church, I'm there all the time. If I sometimes read the Bible, I'm reading all the time. If I have never, if I don't go to church, I'm there now. If I never open up a Bible, 
The Bible app is free. And I'm going to reach out to somebody who does. Because, God, you have us everywhere. Every single non-believer has a believer in their life. God, I pray that we, as your people, as the soldiers in your army, that we would open up our mouths, especially to those who don't know you. That if we have to ask that parent to, listen, just get your child dressed, I'll take the child. And maybe after God, the child comes home and begins to minister what they've learned, that maybe it would turn the parent around. God said, as long as you're in the forefront of this, we don't know how this thing can work out. So that's why tonight, tonight, everybody under the sound of my voice, we're going to step our game up. I don't care if we already, already feel like we're at the roof. We didn't reach our ceiling. We can all go up another notch because you just raised the bar tonight. So there's somewhere else. There's higher heights we can go, God. Let every one of us make a phone call. Let everyone who has an argument or is at some level of dissension with someone pick a phone, send a text, Reach out, because that child needs us. For those of us who don't have children, I decree and declare, God, that they would take a more active role in a, in a child's life. That if there's a grandparent who's raised, you know, their children and their grandparents, if there's a parent who has raised their, their child and maybe their grandchildren live far away and they don't physically have their children, their grandchildren, their niece, their nephew in their hand right now, that they can put their hand on them, that there is a child who's near to them, that they would make that decision to reach out to that child right now, that as soon as this is finished, that they would have declared that they will no longer be that hands-off individual. That we will do whatever it is we need to do, God, to make the difference in our children's lives. But it starts with us. Because our children, they need guidance. And what is, is being relayed as guidance, God, the satanic club, the court system can say that the satanic club could be in the school, but yet you can't be in the school. Well, God, here we are. And I love you, Lord, because you've shown us many ways to get in the school and they don't even have to know. There's always a way when there's you. You said, I'll go through. I, I ain't got to go through sounding in the law. When I'm walking through those, those those floors, those classrooms, the gym, that cafeteria, that auditorium, I'm on the roof and I'm on the concrete. I'm on the left, I'm on the right. I'm in the front and I'm on the back. So let us stand up tonight, God. Help us 
Help us to stand up. Help us to teach our children how to pray, how to call on you, how to say your name. We need to arm our children, God. Because when we teach our children, it's infectious. They teach other children, God. Children speak to children. So all we have to do is get to our child, our children. And before you know it, now our children are bold. Our children are protected. Our children are calling on you. When the drugs are all around the school, God, our children can call on you. Our children can be protected. When the asbestos and other toxic, uh, 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 invisible things are going on, our children can be protected from their very mouths. God, we give you the glory and honor tonight, the glory and the honor tonight, the glory and the honor tonight as the ultimate decision maker. And Lord, we're sorry for all the time when we really could have, all the times when we could have done better, but we did We ask you, God, for just another chance, another shot at getting it right. And once you opened up the door to this prayer time tonight, you have already said yes. We thank you, God, for everybody who logged in here tonight, especially those who stayed that when we dismiss from this union tonight, God, that we would be so charged that we would move like a locomotive for you in our children's lives. There's nothing that can stop us. We're going to continue to give you the glory and the honor directly through your name. We're going to continue to praise you, God. We're going to continue to honor you. We're going to make sure we teach others how to do so. Thank you, Father. Thank you for helping us to hold hands and hold hearts tonight. Thank you for possibly introducing something to somebody in here tonight that they didn't know. Thank you for giving all our our, our participants prayer partners. Thank you for the strength that soars and migrates between each and every one of us. Thank you. Thank you, God. Let us stay in touch, God. Let us be men and women of God who are determined to see your kingdom here on earth flourish. Thank you for giving us another chance to beseech you. Thank you for just always being where we can hear from you, hear you, and talk to you. I ask you, God, again, to turn everybody around in here. Whatever it is that they're not doing, God, I ask you to give it increase. Everybody increase. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray, God. Amen. Ah. What do we have here? Okay, let's read some of this stuff here. Y'all chatting. Parents, pay attention to how smart these kids are. Absolutely, they don't miss much. Amen. 
show up for God the way we hope and pray he shows up for us. Amen. Amen. We serve a limitless God. Amen. Amen. We pray to step up and into an elevated prayer life for our children. Amen. 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 Shout out to all the active grandparents, aunties, uncles, uh, sponsors, mentors. Amen. Amen. God going in through the back door. Amen. Yes, I want to please God by doing my part. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We need one another. Don't underestimate the power of a prayer partner. I encourage you, I invite you all to listen to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. It's a great way to get your morning started. It is the best two hours in the morning that I have ever you get up in the morning and you say your prayers and you back that up with two hours of his due time with Pastor Steph. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you can't anticipate what's going to be said or done. So, again, we want to say thank you to our ladies who help hold us down. Uh, our girl, Anika, who helps hold us down on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Our girl, Shantice, who helps hold us down on Block Talk Radio as well as uh, the internet, as well as the audio, audible, audible. We also want to let you know that Shantice is on every Monday morning, uh, sometimes on a Thursday, sometimes on a Tuesday. But she gets a switch tip every Monday morning at about 20 minutes to 8. I'm sorry, 20 minutes to 9. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. We give God thanks for you. And please don't hesitate to reach out. Please, you know, if you, you know, as they say, if you're on YouTube, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, smash that bell. So every time we're on, you will know and you can be alerted so you can join us. Come on and join hands and join hearts. We need you. We need you. Thank you so much. The Spirit of the Lord, thank you so much, Shanti. Delivers to me what it is that needs to be said. If you need prayer, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, giving God thanks for you for spending the time with us tonight. We love you. Thank you so much. Good night. <laughs>